0: Welcome to Boating Insights, this is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams, brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Hello, welcome back to Boating Insights, my name is Neil Driscoll, I'm excited to share some new insights with you today and the title of today's podcast is Don't Get Penned In. Now, you know, as the overall title of the actual show would suggest, Boating Insights, that's really what I'm I'm looking to do for you today, looking at the balance of uh where you would keep the boat when you're kind of weighing up between a marina or a a mooring. Um so looking at vessels where those two options would be the most appropriate, be it for um motorboats or sailing boats, um and i'm just going to share some ideas it's a, you know it's the beginning of the boating journey It's something i've had the privilege to take a front row seat on through these programs for my entire career i've also spent an awful lot of time with people where you know, you've got decades and decades of experience of making these decisions and um, one of the reasons i felt like this was quite an important episode for you is because I do find that people can get quite, once they've made a decision, they get quite locked onto that being the absolute best way, the only way that you would do it. You know, if someone's on a mooring field, they would probably tell you that marinas are absurdly expensive and they would only ever keep a boat on a mooring. If someone's in a marina, they'll tell you I'd only keep a boat on a marina because of this and that and so on. and They'll have the reasons that they've made that decision and, that's great and brilliant that they've kind of taken the time to make a decision and 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 share but what I want to do today is just help you kind of some things are going to be quite obvious I think like you know proximity to where you live ease of access um what the facilities are that are available and what you can afford however hopefully I'm going to come up with a few things as well which might not have um Featured in your decision matrix, and you know at least let you year on year make a kind of slightly more informed decision, whether it's you know a first year that you're getting into, or as as I say, maybe you've been doing this for decades and it's time to mix it up a bit. Now, I really want to start with the first year of boat ownership. That's yeah, probably the one I get asked about the most, and that's an area that I'm I am quite kind of passionate on on my thoughts. So, let's go there to begin with. Now i'm a huge supporter where possible of keeping a boat on a mooring um for your first year if possible uh it's not always possible it's not always feasible and you know i should add in that you know we work with lots of marina operators around the country and the world and look they're always really friendly they're really helpful and they'll always make that offer you know if you're Coming in and, you know, you're a bit stressed out, you can always give us a call and, you know, we'll we'll try and help you and all that sort of stuff. But the reason I think it's great to try and do the first year on on a mooring, if, assuming you're able to make a choice about this, is the range of conditions that you'll be comfortable to head out in is likely to be, be dictated by how comfortable you are for the exit and return to where the boat is moored. Now, if the boat is on a swing mooring, you're a lot more likely to have a wider range of conditions that you feel comfortable to um, get out. In that first year, you'll um, you'll be at the first year of owning a boat at all or the first year in that boat. It can take a little while to get your confidence up. And you know, being in a marina surrounded by lots of other people's pride and joy and needing to get your head around that when you're first trying to dock, it can be... Um, it can be stressful. It's pretty unusual that I talk to people in their first year where they they wouldn't describe it as the worst part of taking their boat out. So that's, that's something that I've seen. I've had huge amounts of success with that with so many people I couldn't even begin to give you a number for it. But um, a lot of them have stayed on moorings ongoing after that for any number of reasons. And a lot of them have moved into a marina after the first year. One of the other things that's awesome you know regardless of how much disposable income you have keeping a boat in a marina is a expensive thing to do and it having your boat in a marina when you've had a swing mooring it also makes you feel a lot better about your marina fees going forward because you have an understanding of sort of the the balance point whereas if you start in a marina sometimes it's easy to not notice the benefits you're getting, you know being able to walk to the boat, the trolley, the parking, etc, uh, and really just focus in on the negatives like the the costs or how stressful you find coming in or the fact that you don't feel comfortable uh, outside of a certain wind range to get out and use the boat It's all a balance point, and it's just an idea you know it's it's not necessarily right or wrong it's just something that I've found can work really well and if you're in a scenario that you might be able to make that decision then um you know have have, have a look at it I, I i would add with that that for me if it's possible to make the swing mooring as easy as possible so either very close to where you can keep your tender or ideally if it's in a scenario that you can access a service um tender via via a, a clava um commercial mooring setup whatever it is that that can help a lot like the faff of having to deal with a a rowboat and things initially can be another reason to not use the boat but you know then by then we are really getting into the details so just something to consider early days maybe the first year you'll probably while you're getting your confidence it's a lot easier to get your confidence driving in and out of a swing mooring than in and out of a marina pen so in my opinion you'll probably use the boat a bit more if you've got it set up like that to start with Looking out the other way then, so when you're looking at the balance of the two, another consideration is maintenance. So most of us are not blessed with the skills that we can do everything without needing some trade. So, you know, along the journey, boats will always need some attention from some experienced and qualified people. And it generally can be a little bit harder to get people out to do work on a boat when it's on a mooring. Not always, it just can usually take a little bit more doing to find them. Not always such a bad thing. You know, we um, over the years have built up a, a great network of people who basically only do boats on moorings because they're set up with a work boat and they don't have a, you know, a marina-based workshop, etc. and they're brilliant. Likewise, obviously, if you're in a marina and it's got trades there, then that, that can also be um, quite straightforward. So just look at something to consider. The other side of that is that, there's no doubt when you've got a boat on a mooring that there is a requirement that you need to be more organized um so you know things like we cover in the complete skipper where you start making your own checklists and procedures and um just making sure that you're on top of everything will will make a a massive difference now something which is probably not mentioned enough in my opinion is that when you look at having a boat in a marina or a uh, mooring when you're on a mooring as in a swing mooring even if it's say too windy to head out or too late by the time you get to the boat whatever it might be you generally once you're on the boat you're kind of just hanging out you know yes it might not be a new mooring field or it might not be out on an anchorage but you're you're sort of already if you like in holiday mode whereas um it doesn't always feel like that in the um in a marina i mean it, it's it got other benefits especially if you're in a marina that's got like an awesome restaurant or a club or bar environment and you, you know you can go and have dinner and that can be really awesome but uh often you know a benefit that when i talk to people who have been in a marina for a long time and move on to a mooring that they say they love is that they can just go and almost literally just kind of go and camp out on the boat for the night and the minute you're on the boat you're In holiday mode, and that they've always felt that that was sort of uh, more immediate and um, more powerful feeling than perhaps you might have when you're just in the marina. Funnily enough, that kind of leads nicely into the next point I wanted to bring up, which is the social element. Now, generally speaking, marinas will bring more of a social element than you might experience in a mooring field, just the obvious logistics like running into people in the car park, at the shower block, the trolleys, the walking past each other's boats now that can seem like a you know a positive or a negative depending on what you're looking for and you know over the years i've spoken to people who have almost you know well have literally moved their boat into a, a marina in a kind of club environment to make it easier for them to make new friends and get to know other people who have an interest in boating generally not always but generally um Those club environments are likely to be the most social, but lots and lots of um, marinas I'm aware of um, have worked really hard at building those communities even when they're not necessarily a club. So uh, please don't think that you have to join a club to kind of access that kind of thing. It's just normally a bit easier. However, the other way, I've also known people who sort of really want to, you know mega mega busy corporate lives, and really really wanted the boat just to be a place that they could just switch off and they found that that kind of never ending <laughs> stream of people walking past the boat while they're just trying to kind of chill out and read the paper stopping to say good day was not exactly what they were looking for, and they've actually moved um where they've kept the boat and the set up to kind of adjust for that so it's more of a consideration like if you're if you're looking for um, the easiest way to kind of make new friends have a similar boating interest, then almost certainly a club-based marina will be the quickest and easiest uh, way of doing that normally. And if you're looking to kind of just get more quiet time and be left alone a little bit, then um, the extreme would definitely be the swing mooring would be the, the easiest way of accessing that. Now, um Alongside that, something that I, I just want to flag, which I've seen uh, really effectively. I remember a, a program I ran right at the beginning of ABB, actually, for someone who had a boat on a swing mooring that was not easy to get to. It was um, in a bay in Sydney's eastern suburbs, really beautiful spot, No, like Sydney's east, right, so literally, literally no parking um, most of the time. The um, place that you keep the dinghy gets vandalised by people every weekend. You have to drag the um the uh oars and everything that you need to try and get to the boat, down from wherever you've been lucky enough to find parking, all that sort of stuff. However, then an amazing spot. Easy to get yeah, easy to get to, close to the house, swing mooring, incredibly inexpensive because it was a maritime mooring. But then uh which sorry, those of you listening outside of Australia, we have a thing called maritime moorings here, which are um work out being like for like say where you maybe cost you about twelve hundred dollars a year to run um, a government maritime mooring uh, opposed to maybe same size boat would be about six seven hundred bucks a month on a swing mooring or maybe twelve to fifteen hundred bucks a month on a marina, obviously loose numbers, but just to give you a, a rough benchmark so the uh, maritime moorings, particularly here in uh, Sydney, are gold dust because because of the cost of them. Um, so they, they were set up on a maritime mooring and then they, um, used to put the boat into a, uh, in the next harbour north in Pittwater, they'd put the boat into a marina for a month. I thought, yeah, this is genius actually. It was just sort of like, yeah, once a month, you know, we go and we have the boat in a marina. That's when we line up. If we've got, um, you know, trades and annual work that we want to get done, we get it done up there um and sometimes we'll go and just sort of base ourselves from there for a week um I mean this was before working from home became normal but um these uh, this couple were in IT which made working from home a bit easier as an industry than uh, most of us experienced for a while but um that was something they could do and loved it and I thought yeah I've at that point hadn't really seen it was always an either or um and if you factor in you know possibly you know taking the boat not necessarily for a whole month but even just a a week or two every now and then as part of your ownership. If you're on a swing mooring, then you, you can get the best of both worlds. Um, just important to ensure that you don't then um turn the boat into a workshop the minute that you get to the marina because it might not be that well received by the rest of the family, but ma- maybe not if everyone enjoys getting handy. Um, now a few more. That I I just wanted to kind of flag with you. One is insurance, so uh, just be careful if you are mixing it up a bit. That you are obviously informing your insurance company, but that you're uh, comfortable that your policy is okay with you. Maybe leaving a boat on a swing mooring or um, in a marina, whatever it might be. Just make sure that what you're doing is is covered. Um, Now, as we kind of get towards the conclusion, a couple of things I. extra I wanted to kind of put in here so one is pay loads and loads of attention to making whatever you do easy I can't overstate this enough so whether you're in a dock and how you set up the mooring lines and the fendering and the um you know the the actual method that you set up for getting in and out of the of the dock or if you're on a Mooring, if you can make it easy, you know, maybe have a pole or um really nicely spliced lines that are easy to use. But whatever you have set up for getting in and out goes right back to my good old five minute rule, you know, if the boat's not ready to go in five minutes, you've done something wrong. I can't overstate enough how valuable it is to make sure you get that set up working really well. And right at the beginning of this I mentioned about increasing the number of days a year that you can use the boat by having a easy or you know a more manageable exit and return so that you'll get out and use the boat more it's exactly the same with this stuff the easier you can make it to get the boat in and out of the dock, the lower the skill level you need of people to come with you to make it feasible to get out and therefore it can um it can give you lots of options um and just mean that you will you'll use the boat more and that's something which i you know i i pay a lot of attention to um whenever I've helped people um, in our courses and also for my own boating. Now, the boat handling skills for everything I've talked about today are all covered within the online skipper course, which is um, kind of our flagship course and uh, goes hand-in-hand with the radio and day skipper for the complete skipper course, or you can just do it as a standalone, um, standalone video-based tutorials with questions and obviously support from me. Then the final request from me, if you do enjoy this podcast and you hear me say hey every now and then, I try not to do it every week. It drives me mad when I listen to podcasts. And I'm always asked for this. But if you haven't given us a review, um, and I think we've only got about 15 and there's quite a lot more than 15 people listen to this. So if you're one of the people that saw, oh yeah, maybe I'll do that. if If you could just literally right now with your device, just give us a review even a comment would be phenomenal uh, but it makes a massive difference to helping us uh, reach people and help more people all over the world and i will be eternally grateful so many thanks um i hope this podcast helps you avoid getting penned in and gives you some food for thought for your uh, ongoing mooring of your boats that you have at the moment and in the future